And welcome back, Junior Senior Two Views Podcast is back on the air. It is Saturday, June 17th. It's about 2.30 over in Sydney, but there's the 16th other places. Let's get started, shall we? Mm-hmm. Uh, NBA Finals. What can we say? The Denver you Nug- called it. I did. I, I mean, Denver in five, <laughs> Nuggets in five. The, the Heat were pesky, but they ran out of gas. And Jokic showed why he is... And solidified himself as the best player in the world. Yeah, I think he did something amazing. First of all, you know, points, rebounds, assists. He owned the entire series he for le- that. He, he led he the le- playoffs. The first time in history. He led the entire playoffs yeah. in all three categories. Yeah. And I think that, well, I think it's retro. I think it was, I think the game was sloppy, though. It wasn't a great game yeah, five. It game was, five was sloppy. It was bad but... shooting. It felt like an. So to me, like an early mid nineties NBA game, but look because it was low scoring. Yeah, but look when when the chips were down, when Denver looked off in the second half, Jokic showed up. Yeah, and he's a closer. Yeah, look, I mean, they this is different to other Denver teams in the past. It was it'd be very easy for Denver to pull up pull up sticks and allow Miami to go back to Miami for a game six, but Denver was like, now we're finishing off in front of the fans, and I there's a lot of guys to also. Congratulate out there. Uh, DeAndre Jordan had about five minutes of play. Uh, Ish Smith, who'd been playing on 20-odd teams before finally getting his his chance at the ring. Jamal Murray coming back from, I believe, two straight ACL tears to finally be that number two for Jokic. And, man, the the Nikola Jokic is just something special. And honestly, I have to bring this up because I'm really sick and tired of NBA social media. Like, what do you guys want? Do you want parody in the NBA? Or do you want the same old bland storylines? Because that's what it feels like right now. I've I've seen so many people saying this was the most boring finals ever. What? We just saw a generational talent mow through every single person that stood in his way to win finals MVP. And now you're saying this is a boring finals? It, first you say, oh, not LeBron again. Not Golden State again. Yeah, we I'm, want parody. Yeah, and now you get parody. You get two teams who work their way through the playoffs yes. all, all May, June long. And now you're saying this is a boring finals? All right. So, I mean, I, I think that it was exciting in the fact that it wasn't supposed to be Miami. It was supposed to be Boston or it's supposed to be Milwaukee. That's not the point. You play the games, you win the games, and both Milwaukee and Boston failed. Denver didn't. Denver was first place the entire season. They controlled the playoffs. They won at home. And one thing that Mike Malone said, which I thought was interesting. Hell no. Hell no. Hell no. Hey, we run this shit back. <laughs> so... So uh, Mike Malone just said we're running this shit back. Yeah. So that's a that's a strong declaration because look the season's over and you're only as good as the last championship you won. So now look, now that's the it's question. Possible. Jokic is locked down. So, so is so is Porter Jr. So is so is Gordon. There's yeah. a, most of the starting lineups. Yeah. Locked so down. I think they can if they can retain guys like uh, Highland and. Bruce Brown. Highlands not Highlands with the Clippers. Okay, nope. okay. Gone. If they can, <laughs> if they can retain guys like Brown, Green, uh, Green, and yes. KCP, and then fill, use their draft picks wisely, yeah, I think they should be in good shape to try and repeat. Well, if everyone know, stays healthy, it's a strong declaration. 
And the West is watching that, so I, I don't know. It's it's very difficult to repeat nowadays, but we'll see what happens. And congratulations to the to the Nuggets. And look, and look, um, another thing, a little bit of intellectual discourse I saw floating around is that Jokic, people were saying Jokic doesn't care about basketball because he just wanted to go home and didn't show the passion that Garnett did when he in that interview. What? Oh, come, come on, on. Come on. I. I a player leading the playoffs in points, assists, and rebounds is apparently not caring no, about the no. game. I don't really, get out of he, here! He, look, he's he's a quiet, humble guy, and that's what I took from that is that he's not going to take the credit, although credit is coming his way, and although it's justified, he's a generational you know, talent. He deserves every bit of credit. I know he's not taking the credit for it because that's the type of guy he is. Let's move on. Okay. And yeah, and move on. And look, it was his teammates as well. Without Murray, he doesn't get a ring here. Moving on. All right now, now the now we're in the off season, so now we got rumors. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. So one of those rumors, again, as we go into another season, is Damian Lillard. So could the Suns potentially make a trade for Damian Lillard? Honestly, I just hope any team makes a trade for a trade for Damian Lillard. <laughs> it's clear that Portland wants to rebuild. This guy deserves a ring. He put up seventy this year in a game. He put up an all-time performance. He deserves a ring and to be on a competitive roster and not one that is currently in the middle of a potential ownership change. He deserves to be on a competitive roster. Would Phoenix be that? Maybe. They're clearly... Uh, Aiton might be gone. We know CP3's been waived. Uh, but would they have the cap space to get it done? Not sure. But I don't think I'd see that as being possible. But get him on any other competitive roster willing to compete for a ring. Okay, so if you're Portland, the last thing you would want to do, in my opinion, is trade away your franchise generational player in Damian Lillard to your competitor in the West. That guarantees you're not getting anywhere near that. Yeah. So you would think East, and there's been rumors about Lillard to Boston, Lillard's about Lillard to Miami. I think him on him on him and the Suns. I don't necessarily think that is a good fit because you got it Booker, make and, sense. Booker um, and Durant beat the ball. It doesn't so make you already sense. got a third guy now who's going to be chunking up the ball. I'm not sure if that works. And even if that was a trade, that would be a that would be a to me a death knell for Portland to go. Let's give our best player away in the West against our rival while we watch it this does, guy it, flourish. It doesn't make sense. No, it no, doesn't, it doesn't, doesn't make happen. sense. Um, look, I think the Blazers. I'm pretty sure they have a top ten pick this year. They do. Yes. Yeah, they have a pick. They, they, have a, they have a top five pick. Yes. Uh, there's been talk about them possibly getting Scoot Henderson. Scoot, Scoot, That'd be Scoot, huge. Scoot, 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 um, Scoot. Uh, to pair him alongside uh, someone like Shaden Sharp and uh, the other the other dude that they extended last offseason, four years, $100 million. Anthony Simons. Yeah, Anthony Simons. They're looking to package him. So there's a, look, there's a lot of power. Why would you want to trade him? They're what are you doing At the Portland? same time, there is a lot of going to be a lot of movement. I think this is one of the deeper drafts. You, after after Webinyama, you're going to see movement. You have Henderson in this draft. You've got the Thompson brothers in this draft. Yeah. You've got some good players in this draft that you can take flyers on. This isn't just like... Uh, obviously, Webinyama is going to be the consensus number one overall pick, but this isn't like 1997 with Tim Duncan. It's either it's Timmy or nothing. There's a lot of really good, exciting young players in this draft. Okay. So... Uh, but just get Dame on a competitive roster, please. Right. Uh, please, just win him a ring All right. anywhere. No right. one will be mad at him if he ring chases. Okay, next question. You yeah. Me. You and me. Um, the Pelicans are reportedly open to trading Zion Williamson. Would that be wise? Uh, maybe. 
if you're think if you're in New Orleans, what have you gotten from Zion? What have you gotten from him in the last few years? You haven't gotten a lot of production. He had a bad hammy in the beginning of the season. New Orleans was in first place, and then yeah. he got injured, and then their record started sliding, and they 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 basically fought to get into a play-in that they lost. So I, I would I mean if 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 the price is right. Again, would you be willing to trade Zion to your competitor in the West? I don't know. I don't think Reportedly, so. Reportedly, there's also rumors that uh, he does. He has minimal relationship with the front office, which is not really surprising. So maybe they'd be open to trading him. I could definitely see it as a possibility, but I don't know why you'd want to... You just spent a whole lot of money on him. I don't know if Tom Benson would be willing to, to well, part with a franchise face like but that. But it's money he agreed to. I get it. But I think at the same time you have to look down the road. And if you're New Orleans, it's it's risky. Are you prepared to go into another season where Zion may or may not be ready? Or let's say he's ready to start the season. Is he going to complete the season? Because I he think, hasn't. I think, if they, I think if they hold on to him, it's this, this will be the last chance with, for him to actually say yeah. I'm ready to play for this franchise. I'm ready to to be the face of this franchise. Um, the, if they hold on to him, which I think they will, I don't know if there will be any really concrete offers out there because Zion, he has incredible talent. But when he can't, he's but he, Yeah, that's the key. But he can't stay on the court. So I don't know what... If you think about GMs, what if they're going to say, okay, if you believe that you're making... Your team better by making the trade. A GM is rejecting it. So if I'm David Griffin and I'm asking to trade Zion and I'm asking for like two first round picks, I don't think any GM, any competent GM, is going to do that. Be given Zion's injury history, I think that would be a tough price to pay. I don't think any GM would agree. It to would that. just depend on that, and as well as whether or not you know there's going to be incentives for the other team or New Orleans to pay off some of that contract. I don't know. Let's move on. Yeah, this is, is a reason. Paul. This is the reason why I believe salary retention should be in the NBA. All right, Moving this is about on, Chris Paul. Yep. Uh, does free agent Chris Paul make sense to join the Lakers? Uh, look, maybe, but are you really going to turn it into the county retirement home again? The LA County retirement home. I guess he's LeBron's buddy. Uh, they need a point guard because D'Lo stunk it up in the playoffs. I guess it helps. Maybe. He goes somewhere on a veteran deal because he ain't getting to not even ten mil anymore. He's going on vet minimum. So yeah, I I could see him on the Lakers. I think that's probably makes the most sense, but it's going to be on vet minimum. Okay, so I I it doesn't look. It makes sense if Chris Paul understands his role on the team. Yeah, is he going to be starting or is he coming off the bench? Because I think he's a come off the bench kind of guy. Yeah, I think and, he. I think I think he comes off the bench, and and the, the, but is that something that Chris Paul's gonna be okay with? Probably not, because he's been well, he, he's he, been a starter forever. Let's be honest. So? He knows he's he's he knows he's thirty eight. He, he he wasn't he wasn't even present for this playoffs in with the Suns. He wasn't even that present. So I I think he understands that his time is up. And we're going to start to see that soon if he joins the Lakers. I, um, I, and I, I think they're going to lean on younger options because LeBron's LeBron's 38. No. I, so, I would say you don't go with Chris Paul. And there's a guy who's out there now. Well, if they get Chris Paul. Well, if they want him. he's got, like There's a certain point. I think the 30th of this month is where free agency kicks in. Now, 
There's another guy that's out. No, it's, out. Fir- it's 1st of July. Okay, whatever. The other guy that's out there is Fred Van Vliet, so it wouldn't surprise me the Lakers go, he's younger. Yeah, but you're so, throwing how much so. money at him? You need to save cap space. Oh, well, he's for, a free agent. You, you can, you you can need, determine what you want. Yeah, but you need to save cap space right now. Mm-hmm. Reeves is going to demand a, a bag this offseason. you got to pay him first. Yeah. Um, maybe he'll be the next Duncan Robinson. Maybe he won't. But uh, but you got to at least save some cap space. I wouldn't be throwing money at, uh, at Van Vliet here. I wouldn't. Next question. Moving on. Uh, You got that. No, you got that. Bradley Beal. Oh, okay. Uh, Could Bradley Beal get traded? Sure. (laughs) That's possible, but this is is another guy who's always on that maybe, maybe not situation with, with the Wizards. Maybe this is the season he gets traded. Or maybe Bradley's happy with the money he's getting because he's turning 30 next year. And he's in year one of a five-year contract for $250 million. You want to know something? So. <laughs> you want to know something? Fool me once, shame on you. me. Fool me once, shame on you. I'm not being... No, it's the other way around. <laughs> fool, fool me once, shame on you. Oh, fool God, me one, twice, shame on me. Yeah, okay. No, I'm not falling for this <laughs> crap again, Bradley. I'm not doing Maybe this. you are, based on what you just said. Um, uh, uh, that Supermax contract is not being taken hold by any team there is no team outside of the thunder who aren't going to do that who have the cap space to pay his salary no it's not happening he's staying in washington if you're washington now reportedly that's look it's all hearsay but reportedly he's talked with they talk with his agent and he they're looking at trade options it's all about how much and it's all about is he willing to rework his contract because, you know, at the end of the day, Washington hasn't won with him. 129 and 179 is their record with him. So I don't think that that's a great record to be continuing this on. It's about the Wizards uh, starting from scratch. They are, they are, they're going nowhere quick. So let's why be, have him let's, around? Let's, let's get one thing straight here. The Wizards are going nowhere quick. They are one of the most directionless franchises I've ever seen. Like, pick a side. You've got to, at some point, say, okay, we got to tear this down. But what was the kind of contract that you gave Beal last offseason? $250 million for not doing squat. Like, I mean, really? Uh, Beal's a good player, but at Supermax money, I wouldn't be giving him that money. I'm sorry. I like Beal. I wouldn't be giving him that. But, I mean, you've got Denny Avdia still, still but he had, a, he had a really, really rough season and he's been injured quite a bit so maybe you put your development time into him maybe you just blow it up this offseason and try and get uh martellus bazillus in 2024 because he's the projected number one pick in 2024 okay moving next, on next question uh you got that one yep um this is about oh john Morant. sufficient sufficient suspension of 25 games for Ja. We thought it would be half. It's not even half. The, God, the exactly. NBA. Man, you guys, missed, of the game. you guys missed an opportunity quarter. to actually make a statement That's here. And honestly, the, the Players Association, what are you guys talking about saying that 25 games is too much? This is the second time now. What are you guys talking about? I usually like what the Players Association does, and I stand by them. This one I disagree with heavily. What are you guys talking about? This is a flagrant suspension, or this is an unfair suspension based on the evidence that was provided. This is the second time now. This is the second time that he's been flashing a weapon. Yes, it's not illegal, but it's not a good look. 
for a 22-year-old uh, superstar NBA player to be flashing around a gun like he's gangsta. Okay. Uh, it's a pri- I was surprised. Uh, I'm with you. Um, I thought it would be least half the season. It's not. I, would, I, th- I thought I'd even throw the book at him would be the whole season because of his clear um, flagrant, uh, flagrant nature towards the rules in the first place. Um, but this, this is also... This is also about business, and this is about you know trying to create situation where it's Christmas time, and then John Morant shows back up. By the time he comes back, it'll be around Christmas, and the rating season's on. Uh, and it's about Memphis, and about it's about dollars and cents. Um, I'm surprised at 25 games. Um, maybe this is the lesson. Maybe we hope so because I think the next stop is Gilbert Arenasville. But I, I I'm I'm surprised that it's 25 games. It's Adam Silver making a decision. I'm not the commissioner. I would have thrown the book at him and gave him a whole year off just because of his complete ignorance to even just take ownership and then not do it again. So he needs to have a real hard think about who he's hanging out with and for what purpose and turn a book because the team who theoretically does better without him is going to be without him for 25 games. We'll see what that looks like in Memphis. I don't know if they do better without him, but... They're, it's a distraction with him around. It's a distraction, but I don't know if they do better on the court without him. Okay, Stanley Cup. Yep, the Vegas Golden Knights. What happens in Vegas is etched in history. The Stanley Cup is going to Sin City. Five game victory. Um, Five games again. Yeah, to another Florida team. I thought Florida would win it in seven. I decided to go Ooh, for the contrarian. Boy, you were wrong for the contrarian pick, and it failed. Vegas, I mean, they deserve it. Uh, Eichel, Stone came back in time for the playoffs. They looked like a fleshed-out unit, and that's how they played. The time where I believed that this team could finally do it was when they uh, won the series against uh, Edmonton and didn't piss around. Uh, And the, the reason why they've managed to get to this point is they stayed below the radar, and didn't go for the big sexy names on the market, but they made low-key acquisitions, they stayed out of the headlines, and they made a really good hire uh, in Bruce Cassidy, who got a raw deal in Boston last year. And now they have the cup in their sixth year of existence. Oh, so, look, I think it's, it's a big deal because it's the story of the new sort of makeup of an expansion team. You know, you think expansion, you think, I think, I think differently, I think to, you know, the NBA days where you have like, for example, you know, Miami, Minnesota forming from the ground up. And really for Miami, the trajectory has been better than Minnesota's. But in this instance, the fact that the the Golden Knights were able to assemble players, they have a, they have obviously a, a management structure that wants to go for it. And they, they've gone for it in a big way. They destroyed the Panthers in game five. They scored like nine goals. Yeah. Easy. Yeah. Uh, and look, again, with the Panthers, they ran out of puff. And what happens, you you, you beat Boston. Yeah. You beat Toronto. You beat Carolina. And then you get to the goal, finally get to the Stanley Cup. And, and, and without Kachuk not playing at 100%, that impacted the game greatly yeah. for that yeah. team. So, you know, good luck to them. They, I think, you know, uh, look, um, and I have to bring this up as well. Um, this... Uh, Expansion for the NHL has been really hit or miss, and Gary Bettman uh, has been really hit or miss on expansion franchises. They've either been wildly successful like uh, Vegas or Dallas, 
or they've been horribly thrashers. Uh, uh, the thrashers <laughs> or Arizona, who, by the way, just had their Tempe proposal resoundingly rejected on all fronts yeah. in the public referendum yeah. and will most likely be moving away. Yeah. Not because of the fans, like you like to say, yeah. but because, no. The city they, said no. no. They had a fan base. They, ha- they had a fan base, but who's going to show up to a product that, that doesn't make the playoffs often and the only playoff success they had was making the Western Conference Finals in 2012? All right, all right, all right. Well, well yeah, besides that, Atlanta was already Atlanta. Atlanta Flames went to Calgary. They yep. tried to do it again, well, and teams weren't the, nobody wanted. It. The Thrashers had um, ownership problems with Atlanta Spirit. Yeah. Um, the Spirit Spirit didn't even want the Thrashers. They got the Hawks and Thrashers as yeah, a yeah. bundle deal yeah. for the Hawks. It would just be meddling, but they didn't even want the Thrashers. All right, we're going off. All right, All right. moving on. Uh, we're on to football now. Uh, uh-huh. is, is it wise for Bryce Young, who's the number one pick for the Carolina Panthers, to be given the starting role? Right now, are we starting quarterback? Are we are we turning into ESPN? No, a big fat no. You've got Andy Dalton sat there. Just throw him out for the start of Week One. Why would you start Bryce Young behind a an AAF level offensive line in the first game? Why? Why? Just just start Dalton. Just start Dalton. Let Bryce Young develop in the wings. That's how you do it. No, I'm okay with it because it's Carolina. And well, look, let's start with this. Let's let's just before you totally disagree. Let's let's understand something, okay? Carolina had a revolving door of quarterbacks last season. I can't even keep track of who was out there. Right? Darnold was out there one minute, then it was Baker, then it was PJ. What's his name? Then it was Darnold, then it was Baker. So they wanted, and you've just hired you've just hired Frank Wright to be your coach. He is quote unquote. For all intents and purposes, a, a, a you know a quarterback whisper or guru. You can't hold that against Carson Wentz. And you're playing in the NFC South. Let's look at the South for a section. Uh, outside of that, right? You got the Saints with Derek Carr. That could be debatable. Derek Carr doesn't have a great record as a starter, but whatever. You have Tampa, who has pa- Baker now. That's up in the air about the, who's your quarterback there. And Atlanta, you got Desmond Ritter, and he's just going to be starting now. Who knows if he's starting? So if you're the Carolina Panthers with David Tepper, by the way, who's a GM who likes to be flashy dashy. You he's want not to even get, a GM. He's he's a he's, he's an owner. owner. Sorry, he's the owner. Sorry, sorry about that. He wants to see his number one pick, the money he's putting into this guy, out on the field. And if you're at Carolina, you got nothing to lose. You're playing in one of the worst divisions next to the AFC South. It's the AFC. It's the NFC South. Sorry, and three other teams that are in your division. There's question marks around their quarterbacks anyway. If you're Bryce Young, you're the first pick. Why wait, waste any time having Andy Dalton out there? Andy Dalton's a good backup. He's been a starter. I get I it. I know, but why, oh, why? Why not now? Why else did they pick him up? Why as a else? backup. You need a backup quarterback. I know they picked him up. <laughs> I know they picked him up as a backup. But right. He doesn't need to start. Yeah, but they need to improve their. They need to improve the things around them. Well, their, offensive, if... their offensive line is okay. awful. Okay. You know who their blindside blocker was? Mm-hmm. Cam Irving. Okay, was it might be different now. They obviously have enough faith in the fact that Bryce Young should be starting, and we'll see how that goes. He could get injured in the sixth game if he wasn't starting, and they decide to change gears and get Andy Dalton to no longer be the starter. All right, that's it. Cool. Why would the Vikings release Dalvin Cook? Because they're idiots. What? Thousand yard rusher every last four seasons for your team. 
probably one of your biggest weapons. You really think that? Really, I'm, I'm surprised that you're defending the Vikings. I actually that is outrageous. Honestly, I think it's a decent move. He wasn't <laughs> good last year. He was not good last year, and they needed the cap space. I think it's an okay move. It's like they're. It's clear that they want to have a different identity. Running backs are as common as as oxygen nowadays. So, you, if you're able to get uh, de- if they were able to pick up a decent running back in the draft, then the, I know Dalvin Cook was good in previous seasons. He was a treat to watch in okay. 2020. But over a thousand yards last season. The year before a thousand. The year before that a thousand. The year before that a thousand. Yeah, but he wasn't. Uh, he was. He wasn't making your offense better. He wasn't, not this season at least. Previous seasons, yeah, the, his, the offense was focused around him. 2018, 19, 20, I can, I can genuinely. Zimmer was there. Yes, I can genuinely say, yeah, you were making the offense better. But O'Connell wants to go with a different system that's more pass-oriented and more balance-oriented. I, I do like the move. They need cap space. It's as simple as that. Yeah, I'm, I, I suppose it's about the impending money he would be getting. I don't like it. I think it suits. It will definitely benefit another team. And by all accounts, rumors have it that Miami is going to be that potential suitor for for Dalvin Cook because they do need a runner. Um, yeah, I'm 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 a little bit surprised by it. I figured he's rushed for over a thousand yards in the last four each of the last four seasons. That to me is a benchmark of a decent running back who's giving you every chance to stay in the I game. I know, but and so, here's the thing: yeah. they need cap space. Yeah. And they want yeah. to find cheaper alternatives. It's all about the controllable years. Okay, that's the that's the trend in the NFL. So okay. I don't mind it, and I and I'm not surprised by it. All right, next question for me. Yep. Um, I no, you got that one. Is it possible that Djokovic can win at least two or three more Grand Slam tournaments? I'd assume so. He just won Roland Garros, so it's of course, of course, it's possible. It's Djokovic. He's the, he's the best in the world, of course. Yeah. Uh, barring injury, I'd say absolutely could win at least two or three. He's 36 years old. Um, the U.S. Open's coming around now. You can say what you want about his views on you know vaccinations. That's besides the point. He didn't get to he didn't get to go to do, to perform an Australian Open. He'll get a chance to next year. Um, by all accounts, at this point, he's the most fit of the three left because Federer is retired. And the Dow's out and is soon to be out pretty much for the rest of this year. Going into next year, we already as we said in the show before that his next year will be his last. I would say Djokovic right now is in, is in good position uh, to win, um, barring injury or barring a complete upset. Like some young gun like Alcaraz uh, knocking him out if they fall in the same in the same order of, of playing each other again. Yeah, I would say, yeah, I would say absolutely he's a favorite to win. Yeah. The next couple. Well, yeah. we're moving into a new phase of tennis. There's no... We're waiting for that new um, face of tennis once Djokovic uh, hangs up the racket. Uh, by all accounts, it's Med- Medvedev uh, or Tsitsipas. But um, they're not so much as global superstars. But we'll wait and see. Yeah, they're not ready yet, though. I don't think they, they haven't been consistent enough. They, you could put Medvedev there and Tsitsipas, but those guys haven't had, I guess, been able to really break through. They're good yeah. players, but they're not as consistent well, once, as Djokovic. Well, once Djokovic is. is gone, I think those guys will have a clearer path towards majors. Okay. The next question to me. Yep. Uh, did the reverse boycott change the future outcome for the A's? No! <laughs> <laughs> 
didn't. No, it did not. And I, 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 I'm just going to do this. This is me clapping uh, to those who decided to put down their good hard-earned money because they obviously weren't allowed into that snake pit without paying. 28,000 fans showed up. The A's have won about, I think, seven straight. They beat, they played and beat the Rays 2-1 to that game. And 28,000 fans showed up. Uh, that stadium or that snake pit or that sewer hole known as Alameda Stadium holds over 40,000. So they didn't necessarily, you know, shock everybody. There were signs all over the place for the current ownership to sell the team. Uh, that ain't happening. That's not going to happen. Of course it's not. And so... What you have here is a situation that the fans put down their hard-earned money for nothing. They can keep doing as many reverse boycotts as they want. It won't change the outcome. The A's are going to be leaving at the end of the and season. And it's sad. It's sad. It's really, really sad. Um, the Anyone who says that, this, that the owners are moving for a reason, you can shove it. Seriously. Because they showed that this the fans are not the problem. It's always been ownership and Dave Cavill that has been the issue in Oakland. In 2014, they um, strong-armed the city of Oakland to re-signing a team-friendly 10-year lease where, shocker, they threatened to move the team. And now they're finally gone. Honestly, it's never been about the fans. And I don't hear it about, oh, when they were competitive, they weren't getting any fans. Do you really think anyone's going to travel half an hour Outside of uh, outside of Oakland or Alameda County to begin with, to go to a stadium such as Oco that is easily the worst in the league with constant sewer leakage. Yeah, so, really? But I think I'm gonna give I'm gonna give ownership a pass on this. No, no, no. Hang no, on, hang no, on. No, let no, me no. let me state why. It, there is there is there is a hand in hand agreement with the city and ownership. Okay, it's happened in the past. Owners complain about facilities. They threaten to go, and then they go, right? Robert Ursay did it with, with Baltimore. He said, I don't like where the stadium. I don't want to play Memorial Stadium. And they didn't listen, and he said, I'm out of here. I'm thinking of night. Um, it happens. I get it. You want to know why, though? Let me finish. I know you're frustrated with my statement, but I'm, yeah, I'm going to stick with it. This is me. Yeah, go. I'm just saying, at the end of the day, Oakland, the city of Oakland, you know, whatever proposals they made may have not been enough. And clearly, Vegas, who has just had now an NHL champion in the Knights, they're a big up-and-coming city. They're growing. They want more sports representation. They're offering money to the ownership for Oakland to start the groundworks on a, on a proposed stadium build. You know, at least a city's coming in saying, we'll do this to start with. So if fans want that for the A's and wanted that, then the city of Oakland could have also been in conjunction with them to they, do that. They don't have any money. Okay, they so don't that's have what's money. What the city of Oakland runs a deficit of nearly uh, sixty million dollars every year. Hey, they you know, where'd you get that from? It's, it's that easily find. It, you can easily okay, find okay, it. Okay, they okay. have a rampant homelessness crisis. A pu- funding a, a stadium. With public bonds would be political suicide. Okay, so that's what like, it says. The federal it's government sad. has to infuse them over $170 million a year for the city to even function. Okay. They don't even have money to... It's not that they don't want to help with the project or didn't want to help with Howard Terminal. It's that they couldn't. Okay, so they that's couldn't. The, this is, it's, 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 it's a sad state. It is the end of an era. 
Um, even when Oakland were at their best, that stadium wasn't always crowded. They weren't, you know, you could say at the height of the Bash brothers and when they won the championship in 89, you could say they ticked over 3 million. But then after that, attendance was going down. But this is a snake pit. And I, I do not want to hear it from anyone blaming a- anyone else except ownership okay. because the blame falls on John Fisher and Dave Cavill and no one else. Okay. Not the fans, not the city of Oakland, um, but Dave Cavill and the and stupid John Fisher. Okay. And he, you know John Fisher is going to sell the team immediately and make a handsome profit because businessmen don't sell their assets at a loss. It's exactly what's going to happen as soon as they get to Vegas. All right, moving moving on. on. Any chance for the Blues going into game? Any chance for for the Blues going into game two? No! I said this on 2SER, where I have my own segment, 2SER. Two, two SCR, two, two SCR, <laughs> 107.3. Plug. But I said this. Shut up, Danny. They, they literally have to make history. It's not happening. I, it's not happening. It's, it's just not happening. I don't care about losing Latrell. It's just not happening with this team. I like Moses, and I'm glad that he gets a chance at the half, halfback spot in place of Cleary, who's injured. But it's not happening. It's it's not happening. Queensland, are just they have it every year, and it's never going to change. They have the passion for origin. It's always... Oh, stuff fell. It's always been about them. It's okay. always been about them. All right, so... Yeah, it's difficult because of injuries. So you got Curacao out, so he's suffered a broken Curacao's out as well. You got Cleary out. You also have Latrell out. I don't know who. I don't think they've haven't officially announced who's going to be on the roster. I think it's going to be an uphill battle because they're going into the haunted haunted house known as Lang Park. Um, I don't give them a chance. Um, I don't give them a chance at all in this game. I don't think it'll even be. I don't think it'll be close. I think they'll try hard to keep it close. But I, yeah, I just think that there's there's too many injuries at key positions for them to find someone else to slot in there. Now at the seven, there's talk about Mitchell Moses. I like Mitchell Moses, but I don't know necessarily if he's going to make a difference in what happens to the outcome. Who's going to be your number nine? Who's going to be your five eight? I think it should be, uh, you know, speaking of which, South guy should be Walker. But no, Walker. but. Uh, but speaking of which, I actually recorded this on Tuesday no, no, to that. my personal phone oh, of the no. prediction of State of Origin. Oh, boy. I'm recording this for, for, for history. In case it's now the 13th of June, uh, Tuesday. There is, uh, what, fucking eight days to go until okay. State of Origin 2. Queensland are winning Game 2. I'm a Blues fan. Queensland are winning Game 2. It's as simple as that. I've seen the team lists. I don't give a shit. Queensland winning. Um, I'm going to tell you exactly what's going to happen in game two. I'm going to watch the game. First five minutes, I'll have like a modicum of hope. And then, like, as soon as kickoff happens, I'll have a modicum of hope. And then, first five minutes, Queensland will be quicker. They'll be faster. They'll be more organized out of the blocks. Queens, um, New South Wales will be disorganized, slower, and just look off the pace the first five minutes. They'll give up a try within the first five minutes. And then... It'll just go all downhill from there. It'll be a blowout. That's okay. it. Okay. Oh my god. Thirty-two to six, Queensland. Okay. Or even fifty. Because Ooh, that's 50. how that's how okay. bad it is right well, you now. You said you weren't going to watch it, so now you're going to watch the first five it's minutes. It's dire straits. All right. All it right. is dire straits. Okay. Moving on. All right. That's your question for me. Uh, moving on. Has the point reached to start coming to terms that the Mets season is almost over? You know, um. Saying that. Yeah. Question to me. Ah. Uh, more or less, yes. 
Um, clearly, there's things that are going on. There's this. We've talked about it before. I was a lot more confident early in the season. I thought these things could be brushed aside. I thought these things could be managed. They have managed to bring up some of the young guys. They still haven't brought up Mauricio. I don't understand what the weight is on that. Uh, could they get rid of Valgoback right now? Just give him his rest of his money and put him, on, put him on a bus or something? DFM. Uh, I don't... The, the starters, they don't have any starting pitching, really. They got Scherzer and Verlander. Verlander pitched well the other day when the Mets beat the Yankees in a comeback win. But Scherzer struggled. Uh, Verlander struggled for the most part. Uh, Quintana hasn't pitched a single inning. Uh, so I don't, I don't know. The pitching's bad. Their relief is horrible. Yeah. Uh, poor David Robertson is being relied on too much to, to be the closer. And the hitting is not that great. I mean, outside of Alvarez, who's hitting a, you know, a bunch of home runs, Alonzo's out. So I don't, I don't know. I, mean, I think look, it's kind of over. Mc, Tyler McGill put up a good start today against the hapless Cardinals. Pitched six innings, gave up four hits, one earned run, seven strikeouts, and the bullpen was okay. Da- David Leone only gave up a hit, one strikeout. Uh, Jordan Walker closed it out with two innings and three strikeouts. Not a bad outing against a really, really bad Cardinals team. Six-one victory. Look, I don't want to. I don't want to give up this on this team yet. I don't. And and really, it's it's tough to hear uh, you and other Mets fans say it's over. Where it's a 162 game season, we're halfway through, and the Mets are three games below 500. Yeah, it's, they're boatload behind. Yes, they're they are. They're, they're fighting for a wild card now. They if you are, look at it, and they're right behind look, the Marlins. Look, we're playing better than them. Yeah, but you know so, the you know I, I know, know, but you know the team that beat us last year. That team struggled in the first half of the season. Who's that? The Padres. They struggled in the first half of the season, even with Tatis playing. So. There, I have hope that this team could maybe turn it around, maybe after the deadline where they need starting pitching help, they need bullpen help badly, and it's clear they need they need a new left fielder uh, because Vogel uh, and they need to start putting Beatty or Venios Venitos as the DH because it's not working with Vogel back DFAM please it's I still have Vientos. hope for this Vientos I I'm. St- I still have hope for this team. I I hope that this team can find it. Uh, Verlander has already said, "Yeah, I'm struggling. We need to. I need to be better." Hopefully, he can be. Hopefully, this team as a whole can be. I wish. I want them to succeed. But yeah, we'll see what happens moving forward. All right, we're wrapping up. A couple of happy belated birthdays. Happy belated birthday, Sharunas Marshallonis, 59 years old. Of course, uh, sort of that early sort of early 90s sort of wave of European player. Uh, he played with Golden State. Yeah. Uh, he also played with uh, the Supersonics when they were still in Seattle. He was one of those uh, one of those sort of players who was one of those smooth Europeans who could really yep. spot up from outside yep. and hit Crafty those Crafty lefty, could, yep. could lay up, could, you know, just really could, you know, had the body for it, played a lot, obviously, over in Europe, uh, played with Lithuania when the Russian, when Russia, when actual rush itself sort of disbanded for a while so happy birthday to him and happy belated birthday to sam perkins 62 years old aka big smooth of course was teammate to michael jordan back in carolina yeah and ultimately played against jordan twice once as a member of the lakers in 91 we know how that went and again in 96 as a member of the supersonics and we know how that went both times at jordan but 
really smooth player as well. Another lefty. So happy birthday! Yeah, birthday yet to him. another multiple. Uh, he was a multiple time All Star. No, yes, he was. Yeah, so, yeah. um, yet another multiple time All Star out of that legendary '84 draft class. Yep, just an incredible class. Yep. Uh, and lastly, congratulations to Mike Breen who called his 100th NBA Finals game, and that was Game Five. You know, the voice. He's becoming the voice in now. My opinion, with him and, and Van Gundy my, and Jackson. Bang! Oh, in my opinion, he is probably the greatest announcer. Uh, in NBA history, Kevin Harlan sits right behind him, but Marv Albert um, not up. Marv there? Albert's definitely Marv there, Albert's like but, the cream of the crop. Yeah, but something something about Breen, if a, a finals game, a playoff game doesn't doesn't he, listen right without Breen's voice. Yeah, and there was a chance he couldn't have called any game this season because of tragedy. His house burnt down. His his house burnt down. His family house. Burnt down. Yeah, so a pay packet. The, I that. know, but that's you lose a lot of the memories there, yeah, yeah. and you lose a lot of the you know the sentimental possessions. So that's tragedy. So there was a chance he couldn't have called any game, but he pushed through it. Well, there's no tragedy here. We have finished another edition of our podcast. If you're coming from any other platform, welcome. welcome. We do this thing once a week. Back to once a week, considering yeah, playoffs yeah, is kind of slow down, winding now. down now. Uh, more MLB. More NBA offseason news. Draft next week. Just please get Dame a ring. Maybe please get Dame a ring. Two weeks for the draft. Uh, yeah, yeah two, two weeks. weeks. Two weeks for the draft. Two weeks Friday. Uh, Wembenyama in this draft. Scoot in this draft. We'll Scoot. be we'll be recapping it. All right, scoot on out of here. Until, Bye. Until then, we'll see you. Adios.